few Roman roads are still in use today, like Penny Street in Lancaster. Join us for another episode of 100 Years, 100 Objects, Stories from Lancaster City Museums. I'm Rachel Roberts and I'm the Collections Registrar for Lancaster City Museums. In this series, we're looking at 100 objects from Lancaster, Morecambe and the surrounding area to celebrate a century of our museums and to find out more about the past and how we relate to it now. In this episode of 100 Years, 100 Objects, we're finding our way around Roman Britain with an object which was crucial to those trying to navigate the local roads about 2,000 years ago. Its sheer size has helped it survive so many years, and the inscription it carries can help us understand Roman infrastructure in this area just a little better. Today's object is a Roman milestone. The milestone is currently on display in the lobby of the City Museum. It is a large, imposing piece of stone, being nearly two metres in height. It's roughly cylindrical, and on its top quarter it carries an inscription, picked out in red. Although it seems like quite a basic object at first glance, with no decorative carving or patterns, it can tell us about a very sophisticated network which spread across the country, and something that the Romans are still famous for today, their roads. We spoke to Gordon Clark, who told us a bit more about the milestone what the inscription means, and the route of the road that it marked. Based on its inscription, it dates from between 127 and 138 AD or CE. It was found in 1803 along the Artel Beck, which is a small tributary of the Loon near Caton. It has incised on it the lettering L-M-P-I-I-I-I. The L is assumed to be an abbreviation of Lancaster's Roman name. The MP is the Latin for miles. And the IIII is the Roman number four. The milestone's original location is roughly four miles from the eastern gate of Lancaster's Roman fort on Castle Hill. Sadly, we don't know what exactly the Roman name for Lancaster was. The lan may be loon, which is a Celtic word. The castor suggests fort from Latin, so it might have been some combination of those words, but we're not sure what it was. We now know that the Roman road from the Lancaster fort went eastwards to another fort at Burrow near Kirby Lonsdale. It was as direct a route as one could take, given the twists and turns of the River Loon and the hills. The road went from the fort down what is now Church Street and Stonewell, eastwards over the ridge to Escobeck. It then went down the hill to Caton on a zigzag so as to keep the gradient tolerable for carts. The road passed what is now Caton, and crossed the Artelbeck, where the milestone was found. Beyond Caton Green, there are stretches of clear evidence for the road at Clafton, east of Hornby and at Melling. When it got to Burrow, the road continued eastwards until it met the road north from the big Roman fort at Ribchester. We asked Gordon to explain the basics of Roman road building, and whether any of them still survive today. 
Well, well, the Romans arrived in Britain for good, let's call it, in 43 AD or CE, and they stayed for around 400 years. They needed a road network to link up their forts and their towns. Sometimes they could use the existing pre-Roman roads, but often they had to build new routes, new roads. Roman military control started in southeast England, obviously, in Kent, and then reached the northwest in the early 70s. The first people to arrive were the surveyors, finding the most direct route possible, but avoiding valley bottoms prone to flooding, and also routes with very steep gradients. They wanted to avoid them too. After the surveyors, the road builders came. First of all, they dug a trench along the route, which they then filled with stones. Big stones at the bottom, medium-sized stones on top, and finally, fine, smaller stones compacted to make the road surface. The road had a camber, as modern roads do, to shed the rainfall into the ditches along each side of the road. So the road ended up as a, a low, straight ridge, which surprisingly often survives even to this day and, and, and lets us detect the old Roman route. A few Roman roads are still in use today, like Penny Street in Lancaster and parts of Ermine Street and, and Deer Street, but many others have been lost, destroyed by 1600 years of redevelopment. But were there any other Roman roads in this area? Yes, there were. Um, the Roman fort was set up on top of what we now call Castle Hill, though of course the castle came a thousand years later. The fort was the focal point for, for several roads and not just the one up the Loon Valley. The most important road probably came from the south at Preston up to Lancaster and then beyond. We can pick it up as it passes Barton and Billsborough. It passed through the western parts of modern Garstang, past Cabus, until it reached Forton Hall Farm. Here it changed direction, it started moving northwest towards Cockerham. Was this to access a small harbour in the much changed coastline here? It's possible, but we don't really know. Then the road turned northeast to approach Lancaster from a southwesterly direction. It ran to the east of Ashton Hall and to the west of Borough Heights. The building of Lancaster Canal and modern roads and housing has obliterated parts of the route as it approaches Lancaster, but there is enough to align the route through the site of the Royal Lancaster Infirmary, over what is now the canal near Penny Street Bridge, the site of the famous tombstone of the Roman cavalryman was found just here in a cemetery alongside the Roman road. You can see the tombstone in the city museum. The road then continued along Penny Street and Cheapside. It probably crossed the green air uh, to a bridge over the Loon. That's logical, but there's not much evidence for it left. And then the route from Skerton northwards is, has still not been fully located. The problem with this, as you'll have spotted, of course, is that the Penny Street alignment 
bypasses the Roman fort on Castle Hill. So a link has been suggested from Penny Street towards the fort using roughly the line of present-day King Street, but centuries of Lancaster's development have destroyed the clear evidence for it. It has also been suggested that there was a, a third Roman road out of Lancaster, this one running southeast to Cormer, where there were uh, brick and tile kilns and a quarry. Everything that Gordon had told us suggests that the fort on what is now Castle Hill was the focal point of activity in this area. We asked him if this was a correct assumption. That's right, it was. However, the, the Priory Church and the castle make archaeology here very difficult. The consensus seems to be that there were several periods of fort building and rebuilding over the centuries. The first fort uh, was built in the early 70s as the Romans moved decisively to control northern England. It was rectangular in shape with rounded edges at the four corners like the shape of a playing card and maybe about two and a half hectares in size. It was oriented roughly west to east with the east gate leaning down Church Street. Towards the end of the first century uh, the fort was expanded and reoriented so that its long axis now ran roughly north-south. And then there was another wave of rebuilding in the late 3rd century and the early 4th century that expanded the fort to around 4 hectares and reoriented it again, uh, this time the long axis running roughly southwest to northeast. The Werry Wall we see today was probably part of the substantial defences of this final rebuilding phase. The bathhouse by the northeast corner was outside the walls and parts of it can still be seen, um, though some of it is under Mitre House. It was around this time in, in the later Roman period uh, that there may have been a path down from the west gate of the fort uh, to the loon around St George's Quay somewhere, where there might have been a harbour for the Roman fleet and barges being developed. Finally, Roman forts usually had a civilian settlement outside the walls, and in Lancaster this stretched down Church Street, with narrow building plots running at right angles off the street. The fort was probably abandoned for good in the 400s, but it would have been a very handy source of building stone for Anglo-Saxon Lancaster, perhaps even for the Norman Castle in the 1100s. So do come to Lancaster City Museum and see the Roman milestone and the cavalryman's tombstone. And if you want to explore more Roman roads, have a look at the website of the Roman Roads Association, which is at romanroads, that's one word, romanroads.org. Thank you for following this road through history with us. Come with us again in our other episodes where we will be talking about everything from elk to executions. <laughs>